it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby lose. Please welcome A.H., Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Yes, that time again. Well, different time slot, but that time again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're crossing over uh, back to the studio from ANZ Stadium uh, where Dan, Gal, Gordy and Brent on the sideline there did a fantastic job and a great win for the St. George Laura Steelers there. This is the back row with A.H., Chris and Rose. Shut up, boys. This is the back row with A.H., Chris and Rose. Uh, there's three toey humans in the studio, four if we include our panel up, DJ Felix, uh, with uneducated opinions and wild accusations ready to spurt. I'm A.H. Kaylee, Chris Gale, drag, oh, sorry, not Dragons fan, Tigers fan. How are you holding up? Oh, no. I'm doing fine, thanks, A.H. I had an uh, easy time getting in here today because the streets were empty because everyone was watching Warriors-Titans because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how thrilled Sydney was was that game. And I'm actually in a good mood. I simply want to say happy 50th birthday, Cronulla Sutherland Sharks, Penrith Panthers. Oh, that's nice. Isn't that lovely? Andrew Rose, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you, AH. Uh, big shout out to everyone still stuck in uh, in the car park there at ANZ Stadium. I've been there <laughs> and I feel your pain. Also to my Uber driver, Junaid, who was a dogs fan. Give it up for Junaid. Thank you for the ride, being prompt. Good to be back. Well, yeah, of course, because you had a great week uh, this week as a Bulldogs fan. But, Chris, I hate to come back to it. but uh, So this is the first show we've done where our two teams have played against each mm-hmm. other. I'm a Dragons girl. You're a Tigers boy. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? I, like, was last week, sorry, did I asked you a question that interrupted <laughs> No, no, my, yeah, I think you, you can read my thoughts by the way I'm looking at it. <laughs> last week we were like, ooh, here it comes. It's going to be a good convo. I don't feel like I can gloat. Like, I really... I was cheering for you guys by the end. You feel bad? Come on, Tigers. I just wanted it to be an interesting game. Look, the scoreline was not in our favour, but that's not really what's got me mad. First of all, what's got me mad is they gave the last goal kick to Lisenar now on the thin premise that he was a 100th game. I hate it when St. George stick it to teams like us. That was just poor. St. George Illawarra. <laughs> yeah, right. Dragons. And secondly... There's nothing worse, I've learned, than watching a game with you, AH. When you're up 14-0, you go, oh, come on, Tigers. I'd like you to get a, ga- a try. Keep the game interesting. <laughs> yeah. You do that, do that. That is sickening. <laughs> sickening. I'm a, I'm a decent person. I root for the underdog. I want to watch an interesting game. Blow me. <laughs> too, much, too much sympathy for a rugby league fan, AH. <laughs> too sick. much sympathy. Oh, no, I've been sprung. Yeah. I don't know anything about this game. <laughs> and finally, what also upset me, was when mates, like my mate Scott, uh, send me a message saying, oh, you know, we're uh, up by three tries, uh, Nightingale's got a hat trick. And I go, thanks for the update, <laughs> mate. <laughs> no, but apart from that, I'm good. Really good. What? Well done, St. George, Illawarra, Dragons, slash Steelers. Yeah. That actually ties into something that we're going to be talking about later on in the show. So you should probably listen for, I yep. don't know, what, what are we on, like six hours? To, whatever. Yep, uh, like we're going to be talking about mates that have made you hate a particular team. But... That's in a while. Up next, uh, the Easter show is coming up soon, and a lot, of, a lot of radio stations have their own show bags. We Ooh. were looking through the program. We were pretty outraged that we don't have our own yet. We've been on here for three weeks. Come on. Unbelievable. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that after the break, what we would like to see in our show bag. The Back Row on Yep. The Back Row with A.H., Chris and Rose. Oh, how good's Pearl Jam? I'll never get sick of hearing Pearl Jam. I tell you what, we, like, based on our last two shows, our show's pretty much the, the Back Row with A.H., Chris, Rose and Eddie Vedder. I love rugby league. 
That's okay. my Eddie Vedder. Bowie. Do you guys see Eddie Vedder? He just ran through the studio, guys. <laughs> yes, it's uncanny. Listen, Rose slash Eddie. Uh, a friend of mine got the uh, word that his wife was going into labour at a Pearl Jam concert. Oh, yeah. And he said, oh, I'll be right. I'll just wait till the encore. Have you been to one of those concerts? <laughs> I mean, he thought there'll be plenty of hours to spare. They go on and on and on. But great band. Great band. Great band. Yeah. Well, look, the Easter show is coming up uh, this weekend, next week. I should have checked it before I it's came It's starting next week, I think. Next weekend. There you go, kids. Um, so, yeah, it's coming up soon. And uh, we noticed, we were looking through the program, we noticed that a few radio stations have uh, show bags, including Triple M. Chris, what do we got in the... I promise this isn't a plug. This is context <laughs> this for a context. very funny segment. Well, well I was uh, uh, leafing through the Easter show category because I like to see what show bags are there, AH. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, of course, I went straight to the NRL situation and I went, of course, to my team, the West Tigers. Mm. And they're offering a cap, a tote bag, a pennant. A coach. And one of those soft, squishy mini footballs, which really, really upsets me because you, always, you wanted actually a real football. I, you I know, assume, that I would pay for. I assume you'd pay a lot of money for it and open up there's nothing in there. Well, have a guess what you get in the, <laughs> have a guess what you get in the Bulldogs. Yeah, and four of the products in there are moving elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have a guess what you get in the Bulldogs show bag. Wins. A, a cap. A tote bag, a pennant, and right. a little squishy football. I'm seeing a theme here. Yeah. So moving along from that excitement, I would go to our own Triple M show bag. Ooh, what have you got? You get a bitchin' T-shirt. Can oh, I just nice. say that? Oh, yeah. Uh, I think so. What either looks like a small bottle of alcohol or barbecue sauce. I'm not sure which because <laughs> the resolution of the picture is not that good. If you um, leave it in the cupboard long enough, barbecue sauce can be alcohol. <laughs> or vice versa. Um, it looks like a bit of hair gel, but there's decisions to, to be made. On a recommended retail price of $144... You get $25 get you, oh, all what I've said. What a bargain. And then you get to choose between the cooler bag or the backpack. Ooh. Tough. I'd go backpack. And here's where I get stuck. You can either get the freezer mug or the coffee mug. Ooh. My first question is, what's a freezer mug <laughs> and why would I want one? I think it's, you, put, you put it in the freezer and so then it's cold when it comes. Like, I think it's one of the ones that has like liquid on the inside. And then you use it as a mug. Like a cold pack, yeah. Clever. Overall, I can say with confidence, I've surveyed all the other radio offerings and Triple M way in front. Way in front. Way in front. Tremendous bag, but did get us thinking, didn't it? Yeah, it got us thinking, what would, firstly, why don't we have one? Yes. We've been here long enough. Three weeks. Outrageous. Why are we not, why don't we have a show bag? Three yeah. weeks is enough, right? Dan Ganane just forward announced us. Where's somebody? Don't Where's you know who we are? Where's my show bag? Uh, and so we were thinking, uh, what would we like to put in our show bag? And we actually want to put the call out to you as well. What would you like to see in the back row Easter show show bag? Do you say show show bag? Whatever. Easter show show bag. Tweet right. at us at triple M underscore NRL. Let us know what you'd like to see in our show bag. Boys, what have you got to suggest? Um, I reckon uh, no show bag's good without some old whiz fizz, so you've got to start with For that. Sure. I reckon a bumper sticker the length of your bumper bar that explains everything that's wrong with the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I think that would wrap around the entire car. Maybe. You might be right. No, and also an, an empty uh, bottle of water with the dog's logo on it, I think, just for us. For you, yeah. Yep. yeah too, well, so- too soon? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Rose, I'd like to see the following. I think, uh, again, I think we do have to follow a rugby league theme here. So mm-hmm. I think uh, a packet of napkins for all NRL <laughs> players to be able to get their contracts written up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for all you Parramatta fans out there, um, and this would be radical, an Eclipse container actually with the Eclipse mints in the container. Ah, oh, unlike the kind of the casino. Uh, discount, well, funny you should say that, AH. It is funny to say that, AH. Uh, a discount voucher to any Chinese restaurant in the star. Um, uh, a paper bag for all roosters uh, when they get their <coughs> payoffs. Uh-huh. And finally, just a single shoe. And I think people who are well-versed in the uh, history of rugby league atrocities know what that'll be used for. That's what I'd like in our back row show bag. What a Recommended bag. retail price, 50 cents. I think that's great.
I think that's absolutely fantastic. And we can maybe even name badges mm-hmm. for people. So if you get one of our show bags, you can whack it on. It just says Bagman. Yeah. Awesome. On it, which I think is great. <laughs> look, I think my contribution, look, to be honest, it would probably just be like old receipts and like gross loose tobacco. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. At the bottom of the bag, like my handbag. Just don't, a layer. Don't of, kids. Just a layer of tobacco. Just a layer bag. of grime. Like I'm the girl on the show. Mine would be <laughs> filth, just grish and... <laughs> I, I love the personal touch. That reminds me of a 12 by 6 glossy signed autograph photo of myself. Well, I want to know what the fans, I want to know what the listeners think should go into our show bag. Yeah, tweet at us at triple M underscore NRL. Let us know what uh, you would like to see in our show bag. Uh, look, coming up, we're going to be chatting about, uh, straight after this, about the uh, the Bulldogs. Rose, Bulldogs boy, work for the Bulldogs. You went on a bit of a rant last week I that uh, you're going to take back. After this, on the back row. Back row. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. We were talking about, um, we're pretty outraged that there isn't a the back row show bag in the Easter show this year. Mm-hmm. So we put the call out to you. We were asking what we, what you would like to see in a back row show bag um, at Aussie Jag. Oh, and send that to us at, at triple M underscore NRL. Nice. Um, Aussie Jag has written a wooden spoon for Tigers fans. <laughs> Chris, do you get that? And, <laughs> and then has also done hashtag back row show bag, which I should have thought of really. <laughs> my, my concern is there if you take that... Uh, call thing for the Twitter, whatever you guys call it. I don't know. What do you say? Identifier. Oh, their their handle. Thank you. Handle. (laughs) Take out some of the letters, jumble them. It actually spells out Marina. That's what I'm worried about about Uh, that that uh, tweet. That's what I'm worried about. Marina goes, um, what, sledging herself. I didn't say that. Sounds sounds like a (laughs) remo. Um, And then also, at Lisa Lolly Thomps has said, I want a Bertie Beetle in my Triple M show bag. It's actually the back row show bag, but whatever. And a signed photo of Chris Gale. The cricketer, right? (laughs) Well... I just want to say that's very sweet of you, Lisa, and make sure you do read through all the conditions in the restraining order. And we just got one more. Um, at D. Watson Hayes has said, there's got to be an abundance of second chances in the back row show bag, which Ooh. sounds like it's about to be a sledge on us, but then the NRL hands them out willy-nilly. Uh. Speaking of second chances, I want to talk about my oh, rants on the Bulldog. You like my segue? I'm working on them. It. Thank you. What I usually try to do is just, <laughs> yeah, so... Speaking of segues. I like how we do a segue and then just throw the segue out the window. Uh, uh, Speaking of segues, I was uh, uh, ranting about my beloved Bulldogs last week. Now, yes, we lost 36-0 to Manly, uh, and it was pretty crushing. And I came out of that angry. Like, And look, let me just make this clear to the listeners. I'm a fan. I'm just as irrational as you guys are. And last week when we got thumped, I was mad, and I wanted heads to roll. Angry and disappointed. And Yes, yes, combined. Now, look, I've had... Like any uh, irrational fan, I've had a, a week to sit and breathe and think about it and realise I was being a little bit um, over the top there. Look, the last five years, Des has got us to the top eight every every season and he's got us into two grand finals. Now, yes, we've never won any of those grand finals, but that is the second best performing coach in the rugby league in the last five years. Mm-hmm. And we get a couple losses and I'm even guilty of myself going, he's got to go or it, something's got to change or something's got to happen like that. It's a knee-jerk reaction. I understand the media's got to sell papers and stuff and we're getting on the back of a team like the Bulldogs when they don't perform. But I think we need to step back for a second, take a breath. Matt Frawley had a great game. The team came together. James Graham with a captain's tackle in mm-hmm. the last 15 minutes to win that game for the Bulldogs. I've never been more proud of the boys performing against a team like the Broncos. And I feel bad about getting so angry last week. The James Graham tackle was, dare I say, Scott Sattler-esque mm. on Skinny Burn in the 2003 Grand Final. Of course, that was to go on and win a Grand Final for Penrith and happy 50th birthday. Dogs, Des, five years? 
finals, but no grand final wins. Well, yeah, we got two grand finals. How many? How many grand finals the Tigers made in the last five years, Chris? <sighs> it's a results-driven business, baby. That's why we're getting a new coach. And I say, Des Hasler, come on over. No, to like out Campbelltown no. ANZ. I think Des is staying. I think what's going to happen is there's going to be some shift of players in the team. So, Rose, is it safe to say that maybe with the, you know you sort of you're eating humble pie, you're eating crow mm-hmm. um, today? Is it safe to say that maybe you're like a little bit embarrassed about? about how you were last week? Um, no, I'm not embarrassed because I always stand behind my irrational ranting and anger. Uh, it's part of my strengths as a character. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think sitting back after a couple, I think everyone gets that mad after a loss that bad, right? Like, mm-hmm. or maybe not the Tigers fan like you, Chris, because you're used to it. But in the, the Bulldogs loading, losing 36-0 is not a fun thing for anyone when they have a winning mentality as a team. And as a fan, I was angry. What impresses me about this, sorry, Age, what impresses me about this is that the Bulldogs board is prepared to nobble people all the way down and through to the game day entertainment office of you because oh, you have it. clearly stop been it. gotten to. No. And you're towing the company line and it's embarrassing. Listen, Yet again, un-Australian. Listen, you weren't there. AH and I were there on Thursday night. Yeah, we good. Dogs, Broncos, the dogs put in a great effort. They, that's what you do when a team loses that hard. You don't lose again that hard, Chris Gale and the Tigers. You come back better. Well, look, you are right when you said that you, you definitely own everything that you, you say and do. So it was, a, it was a silly question for me to ask whether or not you're embarrassed because I was really relying on it for a segue. <laughs> <laughs> this is so professional. I was, um, I am, no, I was uh, at the uh, Cronulla Knights game yesterday and I saw a sign that I, a uh, sign that was being held aloft that was uh, a little bit embarrassing. Um, I'm going to give you the lowdown on that afterwards, but trust me, it's an absolute corker. I love that one so much. Never gets old, Never does it? Never gets old. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we don't, on your birthday kind of thing. Um, look, uh, yes, this is the back row with AH Chris and Rose. Um, we had been asking you what you would like to see in our Easter show bag if we had one. We've had stuff like um, signed picture of Chris Gale, wooden spoon for Tigers fans. Um so, yeah, please send it in to us at triple M underscore NRL. We also, Rose, you've got some feedback from at Aussie Jag, who said, I'm with you, Rose. I went off like a frog in a sock after our dog's big loss last week, but so proud of our boys this week. Is that Aussie Jack? Jag. Thanks, Jag. You're my boy. <laughs> also nobbled by the Canterbury board. Grow a spine, you fans. I do feel better after getting that off my chest, though. Yeah. I feel more complete as a fan. Well, look, something I need to get off my chest. So I was at the uh, Cronulla Knights game yesterday. It was a really great game. Uh, I was really rooting for the Knights by the end of it. Um, close one. Just, it was such a close one. Really good fun. However, at halftime, they had, you know, the, the, the legends walking around the... Um, mm-hmm. Field, that's the word. Uh, I tell you what, legends, uh, there were so many there. It looks like, you know, any former player, any admin staff, um, <laughs> anything like that. Yeah. But there was a sign up which perplexed me. Yep. And it said, as they were walking around, it said, The Great White Club, proudly sponsored by Harvey Norman. The Great White Club. Ouch. I, I get it. I get that it's a play on the Great White Shark. I, I have a background in comedy writing. I can take a joke. But firstly, I think for any team, like, it's the kind of thing where how many people had to sign off on that? Who signed off on that? For any team, it's a bit like, oh, Cronulla, 2005 wasn't that long ago. I have a question. I don't quite get it. What's the problem with that? That, that there's a racial undertone to the Great White Club? Is I think that the, what it the, is? the Great White Club in the, uh, right. in the suburb in the region that was home to Australia's biggest race riot. Right. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Am I just being a triggered little snowflake no, here? No, no. That... <laughs> well... 
I, I, I like being taken back on any occasion to 2005 because that is, of course, when the West Tigers did win their last premiership. But I, I, but I understand your concern. But what about the other concern? It's, it's not so much a concern as it is like, what were you? Did no one? Is someone trying to get sacked? It. Oh, it was just, it was, you know, the classic, the old, uh, I don't know, like the 50s, 60s sort of slapstick comedy, the sort of everyone put their, their hand in the, or their finger in, the, in, in their neck and you kind of, anyway, sorry and, I interrupted you. And such a great occasion for Hino's 300th game, who primarily was a West Tiger now that I think about it. Yep. But uh, I, what I'm concerned is that, you know, I think deeply about these things and I've had a look at the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks logo and I, th- I think it's a Mako or a Whaler. I don't think it's a great white shark, so it doesn't make any mm. sense. Oh, you're saying it's... On so many levels. Sharkly inaccurate. It is. It's... Uh, it's, oh, it's <laughs> Get out. It's uh, misrepresenting. And, and, of course, it does then bring me to MC Hammerhead. <laughs> oh, God. I... I oh sorry, I nearly said something that would have had to be <laughs> would have had to be dumped by Felix. I hate that bloody. <laughs> I hate it. But it's a, you're talking about the mascot, right? Well, I got two mascots. Yeah, it makes my skin crawl. And again, the hammerhead does never featured on the Sharks jersey. I did love how they had the 1967 heritage jersey, the sky blue with the the white V with the black trim. It's yep. beautiful look. Uh, uh, Gal uh, tells us it'll be available a couple of times later in the uh, season. But I'm taken back to MC Hammerhead and. Uh, people have forgotten that in the excitement of the win, when the Sharks finally, after 49 long years, won a premiership, mm. in the celebrations, MC Hammerhead lost his head. Oops. Oh. And the generation of young Sharks fans who were traumatised by that, <laughs> and I'm not sure the NRL or the club has done enough. It's like back in time, for those who remember, when they crossed back to Humphrey B. Bear yep. and the Bear's head was off, <laughs> a generation of young Australians was ruined. We need more done for this. Uh, look, I understand uh, uh, where you're coming from, AH, on the sign. Uh, I thought it was the uh, the big Harvey Norman advertisement on, on it. That was the confusing part. But speaking of confusing signs, I'm doing a little bit of sign watch this week. There's a sign that Manly hold up uh, that says, push it up, Manly. Does yep. anyone understand what that means? Sounds a bit painful, doesn't it? Push it up, Manly. That's a coaching banner uh, paid for and authorised by one Baz Barrett. Right, but what does it mean? It reminds the oh, players to push it up idiot. on offense, muscle up on defense. Oh, you mean just push it up the line? It's just a generic sports, yeah, nah, the boys, yep. defect. Push it up, Manly. Defect. Three and up, it's working. Keep pushing it up, Manly. <laughs> yeah. Look, if I can make one final comment on MC Hammerhead, because I hate it so much, I think it would be less traumatizing for the children um, to see it without a head than to see it with a head because its mouth is the stuff of nightmares. I hate it so much. Um, anyway, so back to, to that game yesterday, or, or, or all the games at, uh, at Shark Park yesterday, right after this. We're going to be talking about the women's comp. Um, okay. It was a really, really great women's nines game there. So we'll be chatting about that right after this. On Triple M, this is the back row. I was at the Sharks Knights game at Cronulla um, and stuck around afterwards for the women's nines game, which was which was. It was a really good game. Knights lost in the first grade, but they won in the women's comp. Um, and I, so one thing that really, really annoys me, you know how everyone's always like, oh, yeah, women's sport. Uh, that's a direct quote. Um, <laughs> from, from yourself? <laughs> depends on how many I've had. Um, which is annoying because it's, just, it's more sport, basically. It's more sport, and that's a great thing. Yep. But um, one thing that did annoy me a little bit was that, uh, so it was on after the first grade game, which I think is great. But they closed the bar. Whoa. What? I found this out because my mates and I, we were sitting on the hill. One of them, he still had like a full beer sitting in the tray on the ground. And a guy came over and said, excuse me, are you going to drink that? (laughs) That was me. (laughs) (laughs) Because the bar had closed. But I think this just shows 
the uh, level of disrespect leveled towards the women's games. And but, what was um, the answer? What was the answer? Oh, no, he was still going on. Oh, good. Right. Yeah. So it's after the main game. I find that interesting. Okay. Yeah. So this is what we call two steps forward, one step back. And I think the, the long-term plan of the NRL is obviously to introduce an elite women's competition. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've looked with admiration at the, the women's AFL that was yes. uh, won by Adelaide last week over Brisbane. Congratulations. What about Erin Phillips, eh? MVP and uh, Opal basketball and Olympic medalist. And yeah, this so great. Was, Athlete. This, this was the pinnacle of her career. Uh, the NRL is doing the right thing. I believe it was a nines game. Yeah. So they're not going to go to the 13-and-side format until they've deepened the player base, which is very sensible. Mm. And I love that idea that saying rather than, oh, we'll put it on before and see if anyone turns up, put it on afterwards and see who stays. Yeah. Uh, and how many stayed? I think it was, I don't know, maybe about 1,000. Okay. Shutting the bar, that's the step back. Yeah, that's an issue. It, yeah. does, it does remind me when I saw Elton John. <laughs> Elton John uh, came and he said, okay, uh, I've done this record with Panow, dance music band. We Never we, heard of them. We look at that with uh, wary eyes here at Triple M. And Elton played a solo show first and then said, I'm seeing if you'll stay to see me with the dance band. Entertainment Centre could have emptied more quickly. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. Well, they closed the but, bar. Yeah, and, and the bar was closed. But uh, kudos to the NRL because they're creating that much-loved word, Pathways for women into our game. I think it's fantastic. Pathways, another another Smithism. Yeah. yeah, so look, keep the bar up, keep the bar open. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH, Chris and Rose. After this, last week we were pretty uh, perplexed, annoyed, adjective, no verbed, um, <laughs> about the superhero round jerseys. And uh, we're going to be talking about that right after this. For the fans, for the players, for the love of league. Oh, you got to love your rugby league. Sometimes a little bit too much love. Is there another game they play in Australia? The back row on Triple M. I've upset a, upset a Sharks fan on Twitter. Uh-oh. Uh, I was talking before about how um, at the game yesterday there was a sign that said the Great White Club is proudly sponsored by Harvey Norman. And I was like, that seems like pretty awkward phrasing. Um, and, you know, Cronulla 2005, right, that seems a bit... It's a little don't, racy. Don't bring that to mind. <laughs> um, you, Chris, pointed out that, the, that it's actually not a, ham, a Great White on the, uh, on the jersey. Um, and we also spoke about our hatred of MC Hammerhead. And so... That's a basket of objections right there. At Lin G62 has said, one, Great White Club is a private club and not Sharks Club official. It certainly sounds like a private club to me. I would agree with you there. One. Two. <laughs> Two. Oh, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> Two, Hammerhead was brought back by, the pub, by public pressure and is much loved. Right. Okay, I'm on the wrong side of the stick what? on that one. Three, the logo is not and has never pretended to be a Great White. Four, 2005 riots were caused by people out of the area, not locals. Now, I don't really want to touch the fourth one, but for the first three, I'd just like to say, Lynn, take a joke. (laughs) Can I speak to the counter, please, AH? Uh, First of all, Lynn, I want to say happy birthday yet again to the the Sharks. I've I've, I've listened closely to what you've had to say, and look, to be honest, I've had to rethink. I mean, hammerheads are sharks too. And as I've I've already pointed out on the show, referees are people too. I say we welcome in the hammerhead concept. And uh, um, I'm on board. So, uh, look, we're just basically league fans who come from an incredibly uninformed, uninformed opinion about the game mm. and it's broader tapestry. <laughs> we'll keep going. I said, Firstly, you're a traitor. But I said it in the intro, didn't I? I said we've got wild accusations <laughs> yep. and uh, completely uneducated, opini- uneducated opinions ready yep. to go. So we've done what we said on the label. <laughs> um, I hate Superhero Round and the jerseys. There's your segue. Okay, great. Well, Superhero Round hit its second weekend this weekend. Uh, we talked a little bit about it in the first weekend, but now we've got the... 
I think the worst of the worst jerseys came out this weekend. There were oh. some real shockers this weekend. Can I start with the Roosters and that attempt at a Spider-Man jersey? Did why, anyone see that? Why didn't you like it? It was just it was just weird and like all these webs all over them and it was just like a straight red. They kind of looked like the dragons. It wasn't even a web design. It was like that uh, that gross stuff you buy on Halloween that you can spread over windows. Right. Look, there's one thing you're supposed to do when you're dressed as a superhero and that's look cool. They didn't look cool. Well, I think webs, Spider-Man, are you getting a... A little bit of a thread here. Yeah, I get your, I get your look, link, champ. Look, I, I've already been on record that I am incensed about the Roosters adopting the Spider-Man jersey. Right. Simply because last year they were Captain America mm. and they're forcing parents all over the greater eastern suburbs area, which I know is geographically not that big, <laughs> nor is their junior's player base, but it's making them buy another jersey. And let's face it, if you're at the game, the only guy who had spiders on him was Dylan Walker <laughs> as he slides through the Roosters' defence for a fantastic manly victory. Killed him. So you're saying that you think the NRL has some sort of uh, commercial... No. <laughs> there, there's money to make here, Chris. Just, just in the bluff of Allianz, they've got a number of people beavering away on the third level and they're coming up with ideas at the NRL and marketing is one of them. But I think, and look, let's be honest, like everything else... I haven't seen Logan, but aren't we now in a post-superhero mode and it's time to retire the concept of the superheroes' jerseys and find some other things to put on the jerseys? I think so. Well, it makes them a lot of money. It makes NRL a lot of money, and that's why they can move Captain America to a team like the Cowboys this year. And I want to talk about the other terrible jersey that I saw this weekend, which was the Storm's version of Thor. So bad. The God of Lightning. Now, I get that reference, Chris Gale. I get that reference. God of Lightning, Storm. I get it. But man. What? Did you? No, I didn't think, all I thought was, who is that team? That looks awful. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to correct both of you, but I will. Ugh. God of Thunder. Okay, sorry. Thunder Storm. And rock and roll? Very, yeah. very frightening. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Look, Scaramouche. It was, it was bad. They had like baubles on the front of it. Great team. Can't be beaten. But gee, that jersey was a shocker. <laughs> you see, I'm feeling very angry. I'm angry. I'm Dave Hughes on the Glass House, circa 2005. <laughs> um, I'm just really angry about all the jerseys in general. We've got these like decon I don't know if it's the foodie craze, like deconstructed jerseys, pomo, bloody the Raiders last night were wearing like mostly white and blue shorts mm-hmm. with I think a strip of red on them. Like yep. what just bloody hell. Yep. Have a home jersey, an away jersey, maybe some special ones. Keep it simple. We're league fans. We don't want to have to think. So what you're saying is there needs to be less themed rounds in rugby league because a lot of these jerseys are like certain rounds for certain things, right? I don't think the Raiders one was, like, was if it was a theme. I couldn't. Right, you're you know, just it making just, it up. I think it was just a bad jersey. And, like, they they were like, oh, no, we didn't clean the shorts this week. Better pull out these blue ones. Speaking of shorts, just as long as Sticky's not down there on the sideline <laughs> in his shorts again. I'm all very happy for him to coach on the sideline, but the man wears shorts. It's just not and, a good look. And he leans forward on the it's edge of his chair. Just, it's not a good look. No, I think all men should wear shorts all the time <laughs> and all, grow moustaches. Are you also upset by the fact that uh, last week you were Ant-Man, which is, you know, second tier? Yeah, dragons were Ant-Man. Yeah, I... I don't, yeah, don't really know much about the superhero, but what I really hated, we were playing the Warriors, and we looked more like the Warriors than the Warriors. Listen, Black with... Chris, you shouldn't be making fun of AH for, for the Dragons being Ant-Man, because the Tigers were Rocket Raccoon. Guardians of the Galaxy, it's a new franchise, yeah. it's the way of the future. Thank you. Felix's face says it all. I said Rocket Raccoon, and he looked very confused. I think we all look confused. <laughs> Okay, Harry- so we're done with Superhero Round. You don't want to see it again, guys. Is that what you're saying? No. I don't like- want to see it again, but Harry Rodents are superheroes too. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, right. It was cute to begin with. It was fun to begin with, 
But I think it says a lot about the modern game that we've all come to accept. Like, oh, why is that a weird jersey? Oh, because it's superhero round. Yep. Well, we're looking at the footage of the Warriors-Titans game being replayed right now on one of the screens. And look at the Titans jerseys, those weird stripey with the things down the side. I, I don't even understand those. I think that makes more sense, though, than the Raiders one. I think at least it's the right colours. You know who's the worst for this, actually? The Panthers, how many bloody colours do you want? Well, they've only got, they've got black and white to work with, no, really. No, don't no, they? no, they don't. They've got black, they've got pink, so you know, the pink panther thing. Okay. They've got the like the chocolate oak colour. And then mm. also they've got uh you know, purple comes out a bit. And then they also have what is it, red, green, and yellow. I was speaking to a Panthers friend of mine, I'm like, what is that about? Because apparently in I don't know, the 80s or, you know, a long time ago. Before your time. Before my time. <laughs> um, the the joke was, you know, Panthers, black, licorice, and so they were the licorice all sorts. So they also got those in. How many colours do you want? Correct. And they used to be called the Chocolate Soldiers, the licorice all sorts. Chocolate we, Soldiers and the Great White Club. If, if we could get the Candyman on to sponsor the Penrith Panthers. Now, there's, there's a marketing opportunity, NRL. All right, this is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. I hope you haven't switched off. Um, we're doing know. our best. We're doing our best. <laughs> The footy finishes here. The back row on Triple M. Yeah, we've just had half time. This is now the uh, the the second half of our first two hour show. Mm. Possibly the last after <laughs> if Lynn from Cronulla makes some complaints. But um, you're on the back foot, H. It's meant to be called the back row. Back Remember row. that. I'm always getting my rows and my feet mixed up. Um, yeah, and so I think let's sort of recap on where we are in the season. When I say recap, I mean mention just one quick thing on the ladder. We once again have the unedifying spectacle prospect of the storm, top of the ladder. Mm. When I walked out of ANZ Stadium last year after the Cronulla Sharks delivered an early 50th birthday present for all their fans, I was confident in one thing. We'd seen the end of the Melbourne Storms, as I like to refer to them. Yeah, can I... Why do you say storms? We've known each other for years and I've wondered. Because it annoys every Melbourne fan I've ever mentioned. (laughs) Ever met, I should say. (laughs) And that's that's enough for me. And I thought the, the big three is basically torn apart. Billy won't be back. They're too predictable. They're too robotic. The game is evolving. They will not be able to dominate like they have been for the last decade and a half. And yet here we are, five rounds in. Storm on top of the table, five and zip. I tell you what, I think Sydney needs to do something about this. And this is a shout-out to Gladys Berejiklian and those clowns (laughs) up the road in Macquarie Street. We've got to do something about this. We've got to come up with a plan so that the Melbourne, if I have to go to ANZ and watch them in another grand final, yeah, I agree. Lord help me. <laughs> but well done. And of course, they are the master of the wrestle. They're, they're masters of many things, but they're masters of the wrestle. And that reminds us that in this bubble, this rugby league bubble, we occasionally find ourselves, we do let other things creep in, don't we, Rose? We do, oh. Chris Scale. I've never been more excited to be thrown to. Golden segue. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is my favourite weekend of the year. Chris Gale is, of course, talking about WrestleMania weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It's WWE's flagship show. Now, uh, Todd Greenberg, you interviewed him last year, Chris Gale, and he said the great line, you've got to keep the soap in the soap opera of rugby league. Correct. No one does soap opera better than WWE and professional wrestling, and this is their weekend to shine. WrestleMania has become the fourth most recognisable sports event in the world behind the Summer Winter Olympics and the World Cup. And uh, what happened it, to the Super Bowl? 
I think it's up there, but I think it's more of an American thing. <laughs> it's I, up there. It's up there. I, I, don't up th- there. I, I don't think the Winter Olympics... I, I, I think people are aware there's even an Olympics in winter. I, I think that's a mistake. I've done the research. Don't take this away from me. WrestleMania Sorry. is number four, okay? Now, WrestleMania happens uh, tomorrow morning, uh, Sydney time, uh, Sunday night in America. It's, it's one of the biggest events, and the great thing about WrestleMania is it, it brings more than just wrestling fans together. It brings people from, from media, from music together in a large, large spectacle. Well, it should be about 80,000 people in that arena tomorrow morning to witness the matches. And I tell you what, I can't be more excited. And I think rugby league players and rugby league in general have and can still learn a lot from professional wrestling. Well, I mean, we saw Daniel Vito uh, plying his craft out there in Titans versus Warriors earlier this afternoon. Mm. Not to any great success, mind you, as the uh, Warriors triumphed uh, the, with the return of the Foz. Full run. Kieran Foran is back. Yes, he's back. The hamstring's good enough. For now. As opposed to poor old Dugs, who we hear is going to be out for at least a week with oh, his hamstring. My poor little lamb. Dugan. Don't get me started on Luke Brooks. No. Uh, but Vito actually went and had a crack at WWE. I don't he know did. what they were going to call him. The v The or Don something Vito. Like that. I don't yeah. know. Something. <laughs> the Don Father. Something, <laughs> something creative like that. But, uh, look, I think there's a lot of simpatico between rugby league and wrestling with one key difference. One of them is a sport. <laughs> okay. We're, okay, if we're talking about the, the c- uh, comparison between rugby league and professional wrestling, which rugby league players do you guys feel would, would work in the WrestleMania WWE universe? I would love to see Woodsy, Aaron Woods, Woods from the Tigers. I think he could have a real sort of like Herculean character or like a you know like a sort of a thor yep. you know like he he would definitely have like you know leather wrist yes straps or whatever on hair out slow walk yeah. very braun Strowman, yeah. big show style very hemsworth voice I, th- I think i think jonathan thurston uh, would be the john cena of the company the much loved much known everyone loves him can't do any wrong good guy rule that is jonathan thurston <laughs> talk, talk about a smaller man taking on a bigger man <laughs> uh personally i'd like to see a three-way team up based on hair Based on this weekend, it would be Jamal Idris for mine, Sia Siola, who had the hair out looking magnificent for Canberra Crazy. last week. Yep. And how good was it at the end of your game that I know you're at as well, AH, mm-hmm. when Adam Blair's headband got lost in the slush and the mud and the grime and the slime, and that beautiful hat that he has was just out for all money. Mm. Idris, Siola, <laughs> and Blair... Now, that's a wrestling triple team I'd like to see. The Hair Express. Yeah, the Hair Express, exactly. <laughs> the Hair Bear Bunch. Well, I'd like, to think what the, I'd like to hear what the listeners have to say, if any of them out there on Twitter world think any of the players could be good, wrestling, uh, could be good wrestlers. What, what would their character be? Any of those kind of things? Yeah. I'd like to hear it. Tell us who you think, what you think they would be, at Triple M underscore NRL. More coming up after this. Triple M's Back Row. Rose was saying uh, in our last talk break that he's very excited for WrestleMania. Can't wait. Next week. Can't, cannot bloody wait. And so we were thinking if uh, NRL players were wrestlers, who mm. do you think would be a good one? What would their character be? And we put that out on Twitter at Triple M underscore NRL. Um, Chris Foster has come in and said, Chris McQueen, the Dungeon Master. Ooh. Apparently, he, I've heard from other people, apparently he's really into like Dungeons and Dragons, yep. Harry Potter. And also, if you follow him on Instagram or I don't know, have seen him on a field, you'll know that he has heaps of like Dragon Ball Z tattoos oh, right. and stuff like that. So yeah, the Dungeon Master. Big gamer, hey? Hands his opponent a dice and says, roll this. I've watched Stranger Things. I'm not going to play Dungeons and Dragons. but <laughs> Oh, <laughs> such a good show. How good was it? But Chris McQueen coming to the Tigers and uh, uh, that's a good little bit of intel. Make sure that we've got a little bit of uh, an inside of one of those fantasy Warcraft type shops yeah. mm-hmm. so you can feel comfortable down in West Tigers town.
I've had another suggestion from my father, who's called in. Hello, father. Uh, Hello, Peter Familia. Uh, he thinks uh, Andrew Fafita would be a great uh, WWE wrestler. He has declared he's the most hated man in rugby league. So Chris suggested he could be uh, possibly the Vince McMahon boss character. Or for any of those new, more modern fans out there, the Roman Reigns of rugby league. A- Andrew did give an interview recently that he was the most hated man in the world at the time. Oh, in the world. Of the, the issue with what was on the uh, armband. Mm. And I think it's been pointed out he's up against some good competition, you know, yeah. the, head, the head of ISIS, the Unabomber, people like that. I'm pretty sure that was a Sun headline about Jerry Adams as well quite a, quite a while ago. And, uh, and, and so, you know, but yeah, I think that Mr McMahon would be probably about the right level for Andrew. I think that would be a good idea. Now, look, last night the Cowboys won against Souths, um, but something happened at the end of it that got you pretty mad, Rose? Have uh, I written that down correctly? Yes, you're, you're correct, AH. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys, uh, Jonathan Thurston, everyone loves a good Jonathan Thurston try, correct? Yep. Oh, sure. And, uh, yep. Jonathan Thurston was bursting away towards the end of that game, uh, and, you know, it was like a kick and a chase and a run and a dummy and a da-da-da, and he falls over the line, and they go to the bunker. There's nothing I hate more than when they go to the bunker, and it's a long, arduous process where they have a decision going to the board, and it, it, they disallowed the try. Now, my argument is this. It's the last five minutes of a game. You're up by, let's say, three tries. You do some corker of a try, some crazy kick chase, kick trace behind the back, Benji Marshall, 2005 style, Mm -hmm. and you score the try. Can we just allow the try? Like, do we have to, like, stickle on it with a lot? Hear me out here. Yeah, stuff there for and against. (laughs) We, We used to play touch football like this at school. Right. That if the try was so creative, so many elements and very, very exciting, They'd allow the odd forward pass, as the uh, referees clearly did to Blake Austin the other day in the Canberra Parramatta game. Exactly, Chris Gale. How does Blake Austin get away with it? There are plenty of sports that have an artistic merit aspect to them. Figure skating, synchronised swimming. I don't see why rugby league can't import that to freshen Mm. up the code. I think it would be tremendous. We had similar rules back in school, Chris. Whenever we played soccer on the roof, if you got fouled, when you hit the ground, you had to roll three times or the foul wouldn't count. You had to overplay the foul. I, I, I think I think we should allow for those. I, I remember being a kid and watching basketball, NBA with my father, and it, it was impossible to watch basketball with my father because you'd watch the highlight packages of all the dunks. You go, that's a travel, that's a travel, that's a travel. Let him take an extra step if the dunk's going to look good in a montage. I mm. say let Jonathan Thurston have the try. Yeah. I also think I should apologize for the fact that Rose has brought soccer yet again <laughs> oh, into can, this show. Come on, Sydney FC, baby. Can you just please stay on brand? <laughs> By the way, you mentioned the great Benji Marshall uh, talking about 2005 grand final win. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sad news has come in from Andrew Voss uh, tweeting that Benji uh, possibly broken his arm playing for the Dolphins today oh, in no. the uh, Queensland Intrust Super Premiership. So hopefully that's not true because... The, the quicker that the Broncos get Benji back out there, the, uh, the more chance he'll have to impact on that team. Maybe Benji and Dugan can get together and form a tag team. It's a, it's a brutal game, isn't it? There's lots of yeah. injuries. There's hamstrings everywhere, arms. I got mildly sunburnt yesterday. <laughs> egos, get bru- <laughs> egos get bruised yeah. by Daniel Vito. But so basically, if we, can, if we can get back to that, and you know, we wish a speedy recovery to, to Benji. But, so basically what you're saying, Rose, is that um, we need to just let JT have his moment. The poor thing hasn't had enough... No, it's not. Hasn't had enough limelight. Okay, I use JT as an example, but it's more just those tries at the end of the game or a try that's crazy. And it's like, you know, if we're losing 36 0 to Manly, like the dogs were last week, and Manly scores a cracking try. Let him have it. It's going for the montage. Won't be saying that in like round twenty (laughs) three. That's true. Um, Well, Chris, this—if we can go back to the to the JT um, scenario, this is in contravention of one of your um, 
most upheld beliefs in the game, isn't it? The good guy rule. The good guy rule. Yeah, good if, guy rule. Essentially, the presumption should be if someone who's a good guy, and Michael Gordon was the first example, and yet again, I say extremely good-looking man, <laughs> Michael Gordon. <laughs> Jonathan Thurston should be allowed some latitude because he brings nothing but joy and happiness to so many people and at least two kitties every game with the headgear gesture. Mm -hmm. So I think the good guy rule is in full effect. I do have this upper class, which one would think with JT being a future immortal, this upper class sort of elite level, Mm. which I think Wally Lewis is in. Mm. And, of course, we also find the accursed, speaking of wrestling, Cameron Smith, who this week was elected president of the Rugby League Players Association. Really? Is there just too much power concentrated in one man? <laughs> He's managed to see... He, <laughs> yes, he definitely gets away with the good guy rule all the time kind of thing, but how? Like, I, what, How has he managed to wheedle his way into the good guy rule thing, bloody bloody Melbourne Storm, Super League, Larvae? Mm. <laughs> How's he got his way in well, there? Well, we don't have a single good guy in the good guy rule in the dogs. We don't have any well, good guys in the good guy rule. Have a basket. look at your roster. But... But I, I, what I'm concerned is, guys, is we're trying to change the game too much. I mean, the game needs to evolve. I think we're going to have to go back ourselves in our own bunker, our own room of mirrors, and work out what's really important here. Superhero jerseys or allowing forward passes to still be legal tries. It's complicated. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH Chris and Rose. I'm AH Kaylee. Chris Gale, how are you going? Yes, I'm doing fairly well, all things considered, <laughs> given what happened this afternoon. Andrew Rose, how are you? Good, thank you, AH. I was enjoying that song. I'm good to be back now. <laughs> now, uh, I want to talk to you guys about something. Uh, here, here at the back row, we like to focus on the fringes of rugby league, the things that the fans like to think about. And I have a question for you guys, something that I've been thinking about recently. Is there a team in rugby league that you have grown to dislike because of one of your mates? One of your mates has made you dislike a team. Do you want me to start? I can't, well, if I, I'll just get myself out of the way Go first. Go for it. That's interesting phrasing. <laughs> um, I actually have the opposite. Like, so many teams that I hated, I now, like, I have a soft spot for the Broncos because wow. of my friend uh, Beck and my mate Corey White. Right. Um, uh, Sharks are my second team um, because of my ex. So you're He's too back nice. in the country now, if you're listening, Max Easton. <laughs> he was in Canada for a while and he came back. Um, yeah, and like, you know, that oh, shouldn't have been. Your, your problem, name, but... AH, is that you're too nice. You're too nice. You, you meet footy fans and you grow to like their teams, not like Shut me up. and Chris. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a hard bitch. Shut up. Don't tell anyone. The, the good thing about that is that you've actually got mates because I thought you were going to say it's never happened because I haven't got any mates. And, 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 and my heart sort of skipped a beat there in, in sympathy because I would have understood exactly why. I am Given cool. your performance during the Dragons game, oh, it'd be nice if the Tigers scored a try. I can't get off that. She I just can't get off that. Oh, yeah. She? Screw me for being a good sportsman. I'm repellent. Go on, Chris. You must have some mates that have grown. Do you want me to go first? I think you should go first. Okay, I'm going to go first. I have one. Now, we have a, a, mate, a, a group of mates that talk about rugby league, a very, very secretive group online called Master Coach. Hello, Master Coach. I know you're out there listening. And there's one mate of mine in particular named Paul. Now, Paul's problem is that he's a Raiders fan. Is Paul real? He's kind of like, <laughs> Paul is <real>. dear hustler. <laughs> is, is this the group you play Dungeons and Dragons with as well? <laughs> now, Paul, Paul is, a, is a diehard Raiders fan, and I'll give it to him. He's very devout to the Raiders, has a lot of good knowledge about the Raiders. But he thinks the Raiders are the only team that exists in rugby league. If another team does well, he can almost like six degrees of separation drip it back to, uh, to the, something that the Raiders did. It's infuriating. That's what our mate Dennis Carnahan does. He does. Anything that happens, he actually refers to um, the Dragons as the St. George Illawarra 
Steeler Canberra Dragons because of, he's a Raiders yeah. fan as well, right? Yeah, it's a it must be a Raiders so thing. So defensive. Yeah, oh, they just think they're God's gift to rugby league and everything good that happens come out of it. I know you can hear me, Paul. I know you can hear me. <laughs> you're making me hate the Raiders. I always liked the Raiders, and now you're turning me against them. Stop it! You draw any family tree of any NRL club and Mal Meninga right in the middle of it. That's oh. the, my uh, issue, Rose. Of course involves a girl. Uh, I went out with a girl who was a Dragons fan. I can't name the family for legal reasons, but her brother, mother and father, they were irrationally biased. Her brother would say to me back in the old 12-team Sydney competition, an era I long for, oh, man. He's, he's reviewed the, the daily broadsheets and said, St. George is getting less than one-twelfth of the media coverage shows the media bias. <laughs> The way that they'd all sit on their Jason recliner rockers, virtually horizontal, <laughs> yelling abuse at Rex Mossop whenever St. George was not doing well. And that, let's be face it, happened a lot. Mm. I have a pathological, irrational hatred for the Dragons, which I was just about over <laughs> until about two and a half hours ago. And it started at the base of my feet and it's now at my eyebrow level. Give me a dragon. Give me a steel. I want to tear them apart. Well, yeah. How do you feel about the Illawarra then? Uh, well, no, well, the Illawarra. I was actually down the Illawarra this weekend. Uh, and I was down there for a, for a wedding. And I feel really good about that. Beautiful area. Chris and Courtney, who I mentioned recently, got married. And can I just give them a shout out? Because they got married on a Friday. And there should be more of that. Mm. Because that freed me up to see three games on Super Saturday. <laughs> oh, beautiful. People are so inconsiderate about not getting married on a Saturday. Yeah. Well done, Chris and Courtney. Uh, the Illawarra I like, but, you know, the Steelers bit not so keen on, but the Dragons, oh, my God. It makes me uh, – it's hard for me to find another team I dislike, again, because I'm a Dogs fan, right? Because if you ask almost 99% of people what's the one team that you don't like because of your mates, it's probably going to be the Dogs. Yeah, Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, so, so it's hard for me. But, yeah, I just uh, – it's, it's the fans that when you it, – it's your mate that sits in the room with you and declares every call when it happens. That's a drop. That's a knock ball. That's a drop on. That's Chris Gale, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. And uh, look, I think what we need to understand is that ultimately rugby league and why we love it, it is a game founded on and built on hate. Amen. Yeah. And uh, it had so many expressions. And just when I was hearing you here and I was getting very angry, I go to uh, the online world, which I'm still mastering, and I see fighting words from our own very own gal who called on Triple M today saying to Sonny Bill, I want him. I'll punch him like he's never been punched before. God, I love rugby league. I love it so much. God, I love hating. <laughs> the back row. Oh, oh, with his pants down, he's got his bum showing. The arse end of Triple M's footy coverage. Oh, by golly, you could park a push bike in there. I mean, literally the arse end. Keep your ear pressed to the crack. Coming up, uh, we've got back rower of the week, a segment that we still haven't quite defined. It's basically just someone from the news or whatever who we'd like to play in the back row. And also just the tip, the most useless tipping comp in the entire game. For the fans, for the players, for the love of league. Oh, you got to love your rugby league. Sometimes a little bit too much love. Is there another game they play in Australia? The Back Row on Triple M. Nearly there. Show's nearly done. <laughs> We're just three footy fans talking about the footy. And this is one of our, our beloved segments. We always end on our... Well, this is the penultimate segment that we always do, and by always I mean our previous two shows. It's called Back Rower of the Week, where basically we uh, we just venerate someone, uh, usually from the news, but doesn't have to be who we would we would put in our uh, I guess our fantasy. Game. We really need to define it. We know what we know what it means in our hearts, but. I think if I could put it into words, it's someone from media or around the world who's strong enough to be in our back row this week. Someone we could rely on to keep the line with us. And I'm going to start by going back 
to the only thing I'm talking about this weekend, if you know me, and that is wrestling and WrestleMania. And the man who makes it all happen, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, the owner and creator of WWE as we know it today. He would be in my back. Have you seen him without a shirt on? He no, is... I haven't seen him with a shirt on. Uh, okay. Well, he's late 50s and he's jacked. I think you might only, or almost be in his 60s by now, Chris Gale, correct? Like me. And uh, <laughs> physically, we're a match. Rose, um, I've got a back row of the week. Unfortunately, I'm just still here looking up what penultimate means. Um, <laughs> the just... one before the last, dickhead. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, my back row of the week, and I, and I do reflect on what you said earlier, Rose, about rugby league supremo Todd Greenberg. Mm about keeping the soap in the soap opera that is rugby league. And I'm going to just stray into some soap opera because I'd like uh, Jody Gordon, formerly Jody Anasta, in our back row because it was a little bit of a Twitter-type battle this week where Braith might have suggested the engagement ring he purchased for what was to become his wife was a bad investment. And Jody struck back. She said, hashtag shine bright like a diamond and quoted the great Michelle Obama and said, our motto, is, our motto is, when they go low, we go high. <laughs> and that is very, very important in the modern rugby league that you've got someone wrapping up the ball and someone around the ankles. <laughs> no. Get her in the back row. Jody, come on board. That's the problem, though. The bunker doesn't like you going high anymore. <laughs> no, I'll forget that. <laughs> no one likes them going high. Um, good on you, Jody. Look, my nomination for back row of the week this week, it isn't actually someone from the news or someone well-known. Mm-hmm. It's the teen, maybe pre-teen girl who was sitting behind me uh, at the Bulldogs game <laughs> on Thursday with her dad. She might have been about 13, swearing like a trooper. Yeah. And uh, so here's the thing with her. She, no nuance, black and white. And I mean, really yelling as well. Like, I, I think I realised that I have aged when instead of being like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, my God, my head. Like, yeah, right. So, but, but I, you know, I don't want to have a go at her because she, I think she was actually great. There was no nuance, no black and white. Yep. The refs were idiots. Every call was a dud. Uh, the Broncos are all thugs. She actually at one point yelled out, this is her sort of rose-coloured or, or blue-coloured glasses. She actually yelled out when um, Thide allegedly injured Cassiano, which I certainly don't think he was just running out the clock with that one. Yep. Um, she yelled out to Thide regarding Cassiano, pick on someone your own size. Wow. Which I think you would be hard-pressed to find someone... Who, someone else who is Thido's own size. But as far as I'm concerned, that is the kind of blind commitment that we need in a fullback. She could, she could take my mic next week if she you know, gets in contact. She won't and, need it, mate. I'll stop and, it, Chris. Pick on someone your own and, size. And what you, <laughs> push it up, Manly. Push it up, Manly. What you're missing, AH, is that Sam Thido is now a svelte athlete because the way he out-sprinted Anthony Milford to that ball to score that try, oh. he's reinvented himself. And I think he's nowhere near Big Cass's size anymore, who himself is sleeping. Down. He's the down game as is well. changing. I isn't think it? it stays even. Isn't the game changing? I always, <laughs> I always thought the Cass was kind of. He was the kind of player who, kind of like George Rose, where it's like no matter how fit they are, they're still just you know kind of kind of a big man, like super fit, but yeah. you know doesn't so much look like the other players. And then beginning of the season, all the photos of Cass came out and it was like, oh, you just need to do some sit ups. <laughs> <laughs> It was amazing transformation for Big Cass over the over the offseason. Yeah. It sure was. Well, he got married. It's love. Yeah. And uh, there's another wrestler, of course, gorgeous George Rose. He'd be a fantastic wrestler, I, I think. I gorgeous love, George Rose. I love George Rose so much. I'm, I'm sure he feels the same way. All right. Well, look, we're going to uh, take some time so that I can think about George Rose, and uh, maybe you can too. But after this, we've got Just the Tip, which is the most useless tipping competition in the whole game because we have to do it on a Sunday. On Triple M, this is the back row. Three footy fans chatting about the footy, and we're yep. nearly done. But firstly, we have uh, our favourite segment, a little segment that I like to call because I called it that, just the tip, the most useless tipping comp in the entire game, 
because we do it on a Sunday. Can I interrupt you there for a second, AH? No. Chris? Yes. You're uh, have to I have a surprise for you guys. Oh, wow. This oh. is something very oh. special. Uh, with it's our own show bag. <laughs> myself and our very talented board op Felix here have gotten together this week, and with my constant nagging and his ability, we've put something together for you guys. Felix, hit it. Now on Triple M's back row. Just the tip. Whoa! Just the tip. Oh, geez. Just the tip. Just the tip. Always feels better that way. Don't say I never do anything for you, guys. I love it it so much. This whole time I've been like, I wish we could get an intro to... Let's hear it for Felix. Thank you. Helping us put it together as well. Thank you so much to our beautiful panel of I would have liked a show bag. (laughs) We'll get the show bag next Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Well, we've got got an intro for just the tip. There you go. Let's get into it. Thursday night at Suncorp Stadium. It's the Broncos taking on the Roosters. Actually, firstly, could you let us know where we're sitting? Oh, yeah, I'll give you the, the placings. Uh, oh, yes, of the tipping comp. So I was in front uh, by three points last week, but it has tightened up, right? It has tightened right up. Gold Coast uh, tightened up. Yeah. AH, you had the best tipping around this week. You got the most tips correct. Yeah, uh, yeah. In third place, Chris Gale on 22 points, uh-huh. bringing in the rear. Uh, second place on 24 points is A.H. Kaylee. Mm-hmm. And in first place, only one point ahead now on 25 points is your boy, Rose. Yeah. First place. Push up, Rose, push up, Rose. Push up, Rose. Push right place. up, Rose. I'm the Melbourne Storm of this tipping comp. Here we go. I'm coming for you, baby. <laughs> you won't catch me. And <laughs> it tells what the round's going to be. This is good. <laughs> Thursday night, Suncorp Stadium, Broncos versus the Roosters. I'm going Bronx. Broncos. This is a tough one, but I like the Broncos. I agree. It's a very tough one. Both coming off losses uh, and want to get it done. I say the Broncos. Uh, Friday night, McDonald Jones Stadium, the Knights versus the Bulldogs. I we need to send a statement this week. The Bulldogs, we're going to win by 30 points. Dogs. Woof, woof. Yes. Yeah, I'm going. No, I'm going to the Knights. No, I'm not. <laughs> Dogs. Okay, Friday night as well, Pepper Stadium. The Panthers versus the Rabbits, guys. Panthers. Yeah, Penny Panthers for sure. Liquid sauce sauce, chocolate soldiers, <clears throat> dot, dot, dot. Oh, it annoys me so much. Just pick a colour. <laughs> Bring on the candy, man. Panthers for me as well. Uh, Saturday night, we're back at Lotto Land <laughs> as Man- Manly play the Dragons. It's never going to get old. Of course I'm going for the Dragons because uh, I don't tip against my own team. Yep, fair enough. Home of the former Lottie Takiri, right? Lottie Land, <laughs> uh, Lotto Land, Fortress Lotto Land. Manly, Manly Warringah Sea Eagles to beat the Dragons. I'm with you, Chris Gale. Manly to win that one. Saturday night as well, Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Raiders. Raiders for sure. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, okay, I'm going the Raiders as well. I picked against them this week and it didn't serve me well. I learnt my lesson there. Yeah, so the Raiders... The Iron Fist of the Raiders is going to get it up Saturday night as well. One three hundred Smile Stadium is the Cowboys and the Tigers. The West, yes, the West Tigers are my lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, Chris, I'm so sorry. I'm going Cowboys. Don't be yeah. sorry. Good call, AH. Sunday afternoon, Mount Smart Stadium. It's the Warriors versus the Eels. I a couple of rounds ago, I would have gone Eels. But now, let me just tease this one out because no one knows where I'm going with it. <laughs> going for the Warriors. Oh, yeah, Warriors. I think they're rejuvenated on the back of the return of Foz, so I like the Warriors also. The Warriors did get a, a win over the Titans earlier today, but I have faith that the Eels are going to come back with a semi-Rad Raja run. I'm picking the Eels for an upset there. In the last game, Sunday evening, Amy Stadium, the Storm versus the Sharks. I'm going for the Sharks. I know everyone's all, like, always tip the Storm. And I'm, it may just be that I like the Sharks more, but I'm going, mm. I'm going for an upset there. I'm going the for the Sharks. I just got an email from Gladys. She's tipped me in. Sharks all the way. The accursed storms going to get 
dried out. So you're both going the Sharks oh, in an upset there, no, are you? No, it's no upset. It's just the way it is. Okay, yeah. well, that's smart moves. Go, Sharky I, boys. I'm inspired by your tipping, and I'm going for the Storm. Brilliant. Beautiful. All right. Well, I think that's a great place to wrap it up. This is the back row with AH, Chris and Rose. Boys, final thoughts. Chris Gale? Well, for my final thought, I wanted to ring Kieran Four and uh, for some comments on how it felt oh. to be back in the NRL. But oh. unfortunately, <laughs> I just got an answer from an officer Dibble. So uh, I don't have a final thought on that basis. Oh. I know Officer Dibble. He's a nice, He's forgiving tremendous. man. Andrew Rose, final thoughts. Hey, H, I know it's WrestleMania weekend. I've talked a lot about WrestleMania, but wrestling fans, this could be the last time we ever see The Undertaker wrestle. Do not miss WrestleMania tomorrow morning, 9am. Right, this has been The Back Row on Sydney's Triple M. I'm A.H. Cayley, and my deepest apologies to MC Hammett.